Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. Online 247 You're listening to the hottest internet station. And we're back on the Media Industry Guru podcast here today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Cece Gospodinov, and she is a music industry professional. She is the digital brand partnerships manager over at Virgin. They are an independent music label firm, and she's going to talk about all things about her including going to college in Florida, getting her master's at USC, her experience um, trying to get an internship and opportunities at uh, Capital and at Interscope and what she did. She did the third time's a charm by hustling, hustling, and, of course, hustling. So we're going to talk about all the tips that she recommends to students and what she likes in terms of favorite artists She's big into EDM and knows everything about Electric Daisy Carnival and Buku. So we're going to talk about that, Little Wayne, and also just everything about her tips and recommendations as far as the music industry. So stay tuned to CC on everything about brand partnerships and networking. Hey, Cece. Welcome to the Media Industry Guru. Really excited to hear all things that you've accomplished thus far. You've accomplished a lot in this music business. So congratulations and ready to get started to hear more about your endeavors. Thank you, dude. Yeah, super psyched to be here. (laughs) So tell us a bit more about your background. What got you passionate about the business to start? Did you go to a festival and say, wow, I want to work in this side of the industry? Or how did you get involved? Yeah, so I actually started on the live side of music. Um, So when I was in high school, I don't know, I was always just like the planner in my family. I'd plan all our vacations. And I it was this weird scenario where I ended up having the opportunity to like throw a bunch of house parties at one (laughs) of my friends houses. And we were doing so well, it got so big, we were like actually making money off of these parties we were throwing in high school. So I, I knew I like wanted to be in events and just like create experiences for people to have a good time. And I mean, aside from that, I was just always at concerts. I've always loved every single genre of music. So I was always out and about. And um, so that's what I did. I went to Florida International University and I studied hospitality and event management. My initial like goal going there was the school started and runs the South Beach Wine and Food Festival. So I knew I'd get direct experience like running events Mm if I went there. Um, So after doing that, I tried a bunch of different events. I was working at comic cons i even did conferences i did a wedding and i was like okay i think my favorite thing to work on is concerts so then i (laughs) kind of fell into the concert and festival lane and did that for a couple years in miami after i graduated then i fell in love more with like artist relations and actually working with the artists on the music so i moved to la went to usc and got my master's in music industry did a bunch of internships to figure out you know where in the recorded music business i wanted to be i tried sync i tried a and r i tried management um, and then I fell into a marketing role that I love. So, so you've just, done it all. <laughs> yeah, it, it really feels like it, which is crazy. I don't think a lot of people have the opportunity, but I feel like you only know where you need to be if you try 
stuff, mm-hmm. right? And you find out you're like, okay, this isn't for me or this interests me. Let me dive into that more. Yeah, definitely. So tell us, you initially started in the event space. You interned for a few different production companies, freelancing, working on weekends. Tell us what that day-to-day was like when you were in college, getting your bachelor's, doing that. Oh, dude, it was insane. The hustle, like it really <laughs> takes hustle to get into any industry. But mm-hmm. I, I literally was like, what, a freshman, sophomore in college. And I was working a full-time job as a bartender, going to school full-time, interning at like one or two different places and wow. also like volunteering at festivals on the weekend. Pretty much like any opportunity that hit my door, I took because I never, you never know where it's going to lead, right? Like mm-hmm. I was in a club at school where somebody knew someone at Florida Supercon and that's how I got my job <laughs> there. And like one thing always leads to another. I I ended up, one of my last internships I took was at Life in Color and um, that turned into a full-time job right as I was graduating. And then while I was working full-time at Life in Color, I really wanted to like my favorite part of my job was artist relations. So I was like, all right, how can I get more artist relations work on my resume? And in general Mm -hmm. for me, so I would work full time. And then if a festival was coming to town, I'd freelance working artist relations for them. So there was times where I work a full day at life and color. And then as soon as my work was done at like 7 PM, I would literally go next door to the three points office and work (laughs) until like midnight to like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So you've worked those wonky hours that everybody does in this business. <laughs> yeah. I literally like, I would use my vacation time to go work another festival. Like I took a week <laughs> off and I was like, I need to be on site for Rolling Loud. Sorry. Like I'm taking a week off. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. So you've done the event space. And then after your senior year, you did a little bit more of the festival side, right? After your senior year in college and graduating, you worked in festival operations and um, you worked for an events company, right? Tell us about your experience doing that. Yeah. So Life in Color and if you're like an EDM head, you'll you'll know like Life in Color was a lot of people's first festival, I think, mm. um, if you're into EDM, um, because they were the only company to throw shows that were like 18 and under. There was like certain shows in certain cities where if you were 16 and up, you could attend. So it was a lot of kids first concert. It was very popular, like during the 2010s. And so like, then I joined them and they were kind of at the end of the brand's like life lifeline, I would say, like they were still doing tours, but they were doing some bigger festivals internationally. And so I was helping wrong. I was doing operations on the tour. It's basically like anything you could imagine. I Mm -hmm. help do hospitality and transportation for the whole team and the artist help with you know, advancing logistics of like things we need. I'd ship the paint internationally to like China, <laughs> life in color, China. It was pretty much anything and everything to help other people do their wow. job. Um, so I was doing that full time. And then they actually broke off and started a new, like a new DBA, what are they were doing a DBA called blank canvas, which mm. um, life in color was like a paint party EDM festival. <laughs> and so blank canvas was a way for us to throw shows that weren't you know, with paint, it was just regular shows. So that's how we started doing more warehouse stuff. Mm. So I was just doing ops with life in color and blank canvas full time. Um, and then, like I said, on the weekends, wherever I could, I'd work at three points or I worked at rolling loud or Okeechobee fest, like literally anything I could pick up, I would go do <laughs> groove cruise even. Yeah. And is that a recommendation that you would give to students to just try like anything you just like dive feet wet in, took a risk, just went for it. Yeah, I think you have to, right? Because if, 
I mean, one thing when you're when you're a student, you have that ability to intern and Mm -hmm. you have that, you know, it's hard to say you have that free time, but you do. You're not working a full time job. And if you are, you know, school schools that like if you, you know, skip not to not be a good student, but if you skip (laughs) a couple assignments or you miss a class because you're working somewhere like that, life experience is going to be longer in the long run than a degree. And I noticed this when I went to grad school is a lot of kids just went to school, did their assignments, never interned anywhere. But like, that doesn't mean any, like a degree doesn't mean much, especially it's in the a combination. Industry. Yeah. Yeah. In any industry, but media, especially it's a combination of life experience. And that's how you end up networking by going out there and trying things. Like the first time I ever worked with three points, I literally did their volunteer program and all weekend I was handing out flyers and telling people to buy tickets. And that was my first job with them. And then literally the next year, they were like, you're so great. We need somebody <laughs> to do artist relations. Do you want to do it? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. So like one thing gets to another, goes to another, like every job leads to another job, I feel like. So even if you even if you're not sure, like if you do something and you're like, I don't know if I want to do this long term, like it's still mm-hmm. an experience. And you also don't know the person you're working for, the people you work with, you might they might work somewhere else or they might know somebody mm-hmm. and be able to recommend you for a job you do want in the future. Mm-hmm. It, it requires a lot, a lot of hustle. Yeah, it does. So, yeah, you said um, one of the topics that you wanted to discuss is the hustle and how it takes a lot of hustle to make it in this business, which you've seen. So tell us like any step by step that process that you've done, like to illustrate kind of the quote unquote hustle. I know like in my experience, like I've had to connect with alumni on LinkedIn and uh, connect with people over email or just cold email, right? You've probably done the same stuff. A hundred percent. Yeah. Lots of cold emailing. I feel like social media has been such a tool to get information you need, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm applying to something and the description, the description of the job says, you know, this role will report to the senior manager of marketing, I can very easily go on LinkedIn and search senior manager marketing, name of the company, and the person mm-hmm. will come up. And then once you get their full name, most emails are rel- relatively easy to guess. Mm-hmm. It's usually first name, dot last name, <laughs> at whatever the company domain is. So I've sent plenty of cold e- emails in my lifetime, but you know, if if I follow somebody that I admire in the industry and I see they went to an industry event and they post a picture with all their coworkers mm-hmm. and they tag all their coworkers, I'll go in there and like check all their coworkers profile and see who's tagged and follow them because that's just more people I can connect with that are also in the same industry I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I've always like, I'm blessed. I feel like I'm an extrovert. So that's always been kind of easy for me to make friends, but Mm -hmm. even the little things online help. And the reason I actually want to talk about that is I have a, like the way I got my job at Virgin is kind of crazy. And I love telling this story (laughs) because it's literally an example of why you have to hustle so hard. So I'll try not to make this like super long of a story, but so I went to USC for my grad program and my first semester there, it was like around October they have this thing called um it's basically like a panel that they host and they do it for certain classes and um they had nicole Rosorsko from interscope she was like head of at the time she was head of urban operations at interscope and she was going to speak to the popular music students and a bunch of the grad students in my cohort heard about it and wanted to attend and you know a lot of the teachers were like oh this is just for popular music students like sorry you guys can't mm. attend And a bunch of us got really frustrated. We're like, she's literally a music business executive. We're (laughs) studying music business. Like we should have the opportunity to hear her speak. So Mm -hmm. after a few of us argued and like, 
were persistent enough to bug the professors, they let a few of us sneak in. So mm. I go to this panel and we hear her speak the panel. I go to like try and talk to her. I try to like shove my resume in her face or talk <laughs> to her. Obviously, I'm not the only one. There's like <laughs> hundreds bombarding her. So she like runs off into the wind and we don't really get to talk. As soon as I get home, I know her full name. I know she works at Interscope shoot her a cold email with my resume again and i'm like introduce myself hi i'm cc i go to usc you spoke today like tried to talk to you mm-hmm. but like it was lovely with all the advice you had i kind of gave her my spiel and my story mm-hmm. and she responded and she was very nice mm-hmm. very much so like oh this is great like let me know when you graduate like you seem very bright yada 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 and the conversation kind of died and never went anywhere mm-hmm. months months go by <laughs> it's now may at May, I flew back to Miami to work Rolling Loud in 2019. Mm. And I'm like busy running around the main stage. And I see in a golf cart, some people hop out of the golf cart and Nicole Zors goes one of them. Oh, so wow. me, small world. I, I know. So I recognize her and I'm like, I can't let this girl get away. So I run up to her and I'm like, hey, <laughs> my name's Cece. We emailed. You spoke at USC. How are you? Like, do you need anything? Like, I'm here. I'm working. Like, <laughs> let me know. She was like, wow, you have great memory. I'm like, Yep. Like just wanted to touch base and say hi. So she went off and had fun at the festival. And like, that's another step, right? I saw somebody I admire Mm -hmm. or sort of recognized or had some sort of small connection. And I made sure to capitalize on it and say hi again. Months go by. Um, So now I'm going to take a little detour because (laughs) other part of the story feeds back into this main one. So a person when I first moved to LA that I followed was this girl named Kate Loesch, who's an A&R at Capitol. And just somebody I admired, right? Another girl working in music um, as an AR. She was very inspiring. And um, one day on Twitter, she posted, If you love me, send me a cast iron skillet. <laughs> and I don't know what came over me, but I just felt the need that this was a great way to introduce myself. So I went on Amazon and I gift purchased her a cast iron skillet in mm-hmm. the like gift note put, you know, my name's Cece. I like admire you. If you need an intern, if you need an assistant, like let me know. Oh, smart, I, clever. I've never heard of that. Yeah, and I literally just, you know, I know her name off Twitter, Kate Loesch, and I literally sent it to Kate Loesch and our department, the Capitol Building. <laughs> you can't miss it. It's the Capitol Building. The address mm-hmm. is public knowledge. And she got it. She found me on Instagram, connected with me, took a meeting with me, was super nice and supportive, great mentor. Um, and then she added me to a mailing list of a female music industry club that she is a part of. Mm. Um, and then they ended up hosting... A conference in August and so I got the invite because I had connected with Kate so mm-hmm. months go by I go to this pan I go to this conference in August I go to sit on a- I go to sit and like listen to a panel who's speaking Nicole Wazorska <laughs> so oh, wow. third time <laughs> third time third time so Nicole's speaking she gets off I try to talk to her so does everybody else in the room same thing we can't really connect but she was like oh hey like I do remember you like like, please email me again. Like, let's have a proper, like, conversation. And I was like, sure, absolutely. Went home, emailed her, and we actually got together and got coffee. She was very kind, gave me a lot of advice. And then she, after that actual meeting where we had coffee, she went ahead and passed my resume along to the universal HR system. Mm. So the way you, the way a lot of major companies work is they have recruiters in their HR whose job is to literally look for people to recommend for jobs. Mm-hmm. And so she passed my resume on to a recruiter and then the recruiter had like a, 
I don't know, an informational interview with me to just like have me in her system. And so Mm -hmm. now every time I applied to something at Universal, I could email that recruiter and say, hey, I applied for this. Do you think I'm a good fit? And so, yeah. And then that our meeting with meeting with Nicole was like in October again, a whole year after I'd first met her. And then I got my job February right after I graduated. Wow. And then what was that job? Um, So I started out as a marketing coordinator at Caroline, um, which rebranded and is now Virgin Music. Wow. So as they say, third time's a charm, right? (laughs) Literally. Yeah. But it required like all this hustle of me doing all these things and Mm -hmm. going to these conferences, going to these panels, following up and introducing myself to people I knew barely, right? Like all of that is a sort of hustle and you have to be, you have to meet people and you have to put in the work right mm-hmm. like I feel like a lot of people you know people tell you it's very hard but I think the only thing that's actually hard is how many people tell you it's hard mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point and you have to really think outside the box I mean I didn't even mail stuff that's smart and just it just shows your initiative your drive your motivation and just following up with people is very important so congratulations on that achievement that's really great it's so hard to break into this business so did you initially think you were going to go into marketing was that kind of the route after you've been in the event space because you studied at usc you probably got a whole eclectic experience of different hats you mentioned you learned about a and r um what other areas did you learn about yeah so i Ironically, right before I left Miami, I was like, you know, testing out what what new thing I wanted to do. Right. I felt I kind of felt that like ops, you know, event ops wasn't my long term goal. I realized, even though originally it was. And I I used to like look at, you know, random people's LinkedIn's and see what kind of jobs they had and, and read the description of their jobs. And I remember seeing somebody live in New York and work forgot what label but work as a marketing coordinator and she put like in LinkedIn what her day-to-day is as a marketing coordinator and I remember thinking man that's so cool but it never like registered that that's what I wanted to do was get into marketing but you know little things that I did like I was in the marketing department of my school's concert like programming uh club at FIU and you know when I, I did a lot of activations for life and color which in itself is brand marketing and mm-hmm. so when I originally moved to LA, I thought I wanted to be a manager because I, I just want, I like being in charge of things and doing everything. <laughs> um, but as soon as I tried it, I was like, nah, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> I, I was really split between marketing and A&R for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, and then during my A&R internship, at the end of it, we basically had a big project we could do and you could pitch a new technology for them to use. Mm-hmm pitch an artist for them to sign or, you know, a marketing plan. And I did a marketing plan, absolutely crushed it. Um, I pitched like a makeup line for Rico Nasty and a year later mm. ended up making a makeup line for her. So I was mm. like, oh, I, I definitely am in the right industry. And so what was your day to day like after you went to USC, um, your first job as a marketing coordinator, day to day responsibilities for those that aren't aware what a marketing coordinator does yeah so um i work at virgin which is a distributor and label services company so in the music industry and like the label side that people deal with masters you can either sign to a major label um or a services company like us it's kind of like a la carte right so you you decide okay i want radio and i want merch help and i want marketing help Mm -hmm. um 
I want production, but I don't need this or I don't need that. So um, I essentially support a bunch of project. I at the time supported a bunch of project managers um, and our digital team. So our digital team would obviously do everything digital with content, advertising, partnerships. And then our project managers are like the quarterbacks of the artists. So they're the ones who have the daily almost hourly conversations <laughs> with the artists and their team and they kind of get all the pieces together needed for a release mm-hmm. so if an artist comes to us um, and goes to their project manager and says I want to release an album the project manager will talk to production help them get set up talk to us help come up with the timeline for release mm-hmm. and then as a coordinator my job was to just support everybody as best as I can right whether it was schedule meetings or if there's action items that come out of a meeting I have to go and get it done make I'm sort of like following everybody else around to make sure they're doing their job, <laughs> right? It's it's kind of like the glue of the entire marketing team because mm-hmm. you not only do tasks for the digital team, but you do tasks for the overall project with the project manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and even there, like it, the hustle doesn't stop once you get a job, right? So our digital team, somebody like ended up leaving and they were looking for a replacement. And during that time period where they were interviewing and looking for a replacement, we were shorthanded. So there was a lot of work on the digital team that was, there was nobody there to take up. So as a coordinator, Mm. although I barely had any time and whenever I could, I would pick up extra work there. So when it came time and there was a like in general, there was like a company change or department change for the digital team and they were hiring another two people. Like I was the first person and that's how I got promoted because mm. I had already put in that work. I'd already done stuff for the digital team. Like why hire an outside person when I already know how half the stuff works and I was already doing some of it, you know? Uh, yeah. You were like holding everybody together. You were kind of like, I know you're a manager now, but you were like a manager then managing everybody's calendar, managing all the projects, handling them, reviewing them. Right. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, you're really just juggling every day. You're like making sure that, you know, people don't forget about stuff. And, you know, if somebody doesn't know where to go for something, you usually mm-hmm. have the answers, right? You're like the encyclopedia of the team. And we mentioned all the achievements that you've accomplished thus far, but I'd like to also like hear some of the hurdles that people have experienced within this music industry to just provide some insight into the audience. So tell us about like any hurdle that you experience in the industry, whether it is breaking in a challenge, anything in general, man, there's, there's so many at the same time. There's also none. (laughs) (laughs) There's a ton. I mean, I would say like, you have to, and I, I think the more you stay in this industry, the easier it becomes. But, you know, not everybody is a nice person and not everybody has the same intentions you do. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that a lot as a woman, too, because I could be, you know, trying meet somebody at a panel and just trying to make friends and connect and network and, and, and see, like, where we both work and how we can work together or what they're interested in. And a lot of times guys will just brush you off if they think you're just, you know, the girl who's there. Um, or other times they'll, you know, they'll think that you're, like, you know, hitting on them or they'll want to hit on you. And then you immediately cut that off. You're like, okay, I'm not interested in you in that manner. Like, I'm talking to you from a professional standpoint. And then they'll straight up, like, not talk to you anymore, right? Like, once that conquest of, like, you know, dating me or whatever they're pursuing me gets cut off. They don't even want to do business with you. So that's like, you know, annoying because you just want to meet people and work with them. But, you know, some people don't have the best intentions at heart, but very quickly you notice that 
the people who succeed in this business are like the nice ones. And if there are bad people or mean people or, you know, people who aren't great to work with that did succeed, everyone around them is aware of how they act and they don't really have a lot of friends and they're not, you know, somebody you need to be around. Um, So it's just, it's the same of like, if you move to a new city somewhere, right? Like you find your friend, you make, you find new friends that you make that are good for you mm-hmm. that you have the same hustle and drive and energy as you do and you stick with them and they're your crew so mm-hmm. you know after after a while it becomes easier and easier to tell people who you know be able to tell apart from like okay that guy's a scammer or <laughs> hey this person works just as hard as i do and we both have the same goal to you know be executives or become an artist or whatever yeah you can sense people's vibe within the first probably few weeks and then um you can stay in touch with them or um yeah i mean they can fade but yeah having a thick skin everybody says having a thick skin in this business is important um and you really um illustrate drive motivation success and a lot of hustle um with all your achievements so i want to also ask some of the takeaways that you've experienced through all these internships and then transitioning into the full-time workspace because um a lot of students want to learn like what have been the biggest takeaways and how is it translated to the real work world yeah um i would say the biggest thing you should take away is that you oftentimes will create your own work and what i mean by that is you might be in a room where you're kind of waiting for people to tell you what to do right Mm -hmm. or if you're new you don't know Mm -hmm. what to do next right you're like i finished my task i'm waiting for my supervisor to tell me what to do next that is a not a great mindset to be in. Um, and that goes ties in with the hustling and being a go-getter. Like there's been situations where I've been in internships where it, it's just so minimal effort from my supervisor's part. Like I was gonna I wasn't gonna learn a damn thing from them, right? They put zero effort in training me and making that internship worth my time, but I took a step further to ask things of them. Right. So this internship that I'm talking about that shall not be named, I purposefully went up to my supervisor and was like, I want to have a one-on-one meeting with every single person in this building, every executive in every department once a week. So that my whole time here, I hear from different people and I learn stuff and I got those meetings. So while other interns were sitting at their desk all day, just kind of waiting around for things to happen, I got to meet with everybody and make all those connections and learn about what everybody does, right? There's, as soon as you're done a task, you need to be blowing up everybody around you and asking, what can I do next? How can I help? What can I do? Oh, there's something going on. Can I help with that too? Like you have to take that extra step of showing initiative and wanting to be involved for them to open the doors and trust you, right? Otherwise you're just, you're just another person that they're going to like give admin work to. So if you're unhappy with the admin work you're doing, like go a step beyond, right? So I was in events and I loved it. And then slowly I was realizing, I was like, this is a lot of ops. I'm really not enjoying it. And instead of like complaining and sitting there, I was like, what do I enjoy? Artist relations. So I started using my free time on weekends to do artist relations. Mm -hmm. So you have to, you have to pretty much ask for what you want. Yeah, really good tip. Yeah, that's important for an intern to kind of get the whole perspective, network with the people, learn different day-to-day responsibilities and try different things out because you never know. And in the workforce, you're in a niche craft and department. So it can be a little bit more limited. So it's important in the college experience to try as many things out like you did. 
Completely. And like I said, if you're in a situation where it's not a hundred percent what you want to be doing, like don't sit and sulk, like ask questions and mm-hmm. take the initiative to do something else. Right. If you're at a company and you're in one department as your internship is finishing, or honestly, even during your internship, if you're in marketing, but you want to be an A&R, ask if you ask. can talk to A&R people, start sending them pitches, mm-hmm. right? While you're interning, don't like slack off on your current job because you've made a commitment. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be in sync, ask to talk to the sync person, start sending mm-hmm. them pitches, like see if you can support them in other ways. So you, because you never know if you do a good job and you're in one department, they might have an opening in the department that you want to be mm-hmm. in, but you'll never know that if you don't ask. Yep. Definitely agree. So do you have any upcoming goals, CC, professional, personal? What's going on? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. I, for the first time, I feel like very, what's the word? Content, right? Usually it's been a lot of, like I said, it's been a lot of hustling, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm very happy where I'm at. I feel like I, I'm at a, you know, distribution company, which means a lot to me to feel like I'm helping independent artists and labels and I'm not trapping them in these like horrendously huge, complicated deals that a lot of majors will do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm kind of just exploring like what my next steps are. Like I'm really enjoying the partnership side of my job because right now where I'm at in digital, I, I do the partnerships between all the social media apps, but I also do the partnerships between all the digital booking and like the media Mm -hmm. companies that we work with. So I'll book like Genius or Complex or Fuse Mm -hmm. TV. So some of that in-person stuff is some of my favorite stuff to do. I'm kind of just like letting where the chips fall. (laughs) I think eventually I'll probably Mm -hmm. move to, uh, I'll probably move to New York because it's close to my family in Philly. Mm. But yeah, right now I'm just seeing where the the chips fall. (laughs) Anything else? Any other exciting announcements that you have? Um, I just want to early promote uh, Lauv's upcoming album. You know, he had a single just come out and it's just exciting. I actually went to high school with him. Mm, So like having not seen each other since high school and then Virgin just so happened to sign him. It was a great like Zoom call to be on and like (laughs) catch up and then to finally feel like, okay, we're both like doing what we dreamed of doing right like he's an artist i work in i work in music and now we're working together on something it's really cool so it's very exciting mm-hmm. to be working on stuff with him um and i'm just excited for everybody to hear the album awesome well that's really cool you connect with a high school fellow and friend and then you get to work with them it's it's interesting like a lot of people even in networking uh people our age think like you got to talk like to the high level executives but people grow with you uh laterally nobody thinks of it that way oh 100 percent. do not network with the president or the boss or whoever like (laughs) you need to be talking to the people your age because they're an assistant now and the next day they could be your boss or you could be hiring them like you're it's a very Mm -hmm. small industry because people who join it usually stay for a long time and you're gonna run into each other eventually there's been so many times where you know now at virgin i'm working with people that I went to school with or that I interned for or, oh, you like need a connection to this. Well, I did that five years ago. Like I can connect us. So it's it's crazy how small it is. But yeah, definitely network with everybody, especially on your path, because I mean, we're all in it together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're all in it together for the hustle and for the win. Exactly. (laughs) Well, awesome. I want to wrap one trivia question. I don't have much with uh, the EDM space, but I know two 
uh, main festivals. What is EDC? I'm sure you know EDC. Yeah. Where is it located? What does it stand for? And have you been to it? Oh, yeah. So Electric Daisy Carnival. It's like <laughs> a mecca of EDM and the main one's in Vegas. Yes. So it originally started in Los Angeles, but the main one's now in Vegas. And yeah, surprisingly, I had multiple opportunities to go and work it. And I kept saying, you know, I'm not going to go until I can afford to go just like as a <laughs> And I actually went right before the pandemic in 2019. Mm -hmm. I flew to Miami, worked Rolling Loud, and immediately after working the festival, flew to Vegas. I went to the festival with all my friends. (laughs) Wow. I haven't been, but I've heard it's one of the biggest EDM festivals. I've been to Buku. Have you heard of Buku? Yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to go. I just, that (laughs) their booking is insane. And actually the guy who used to do their booking was one of my supervisors at teamwork when I was an intern at the management company. So that was cool. I like went there and he was like, yeah, I used to work at Buku. I'm like, their lineups are always awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Alice in Wonderland. I know. Um, that's one of my favorite EDM artists. Yeah. She's super talented, but EDC is amazing. It's basically like you know, if Tomorrowland is the Mecca for like Europe, <laughs> like EDC is the Mecca for North America. Yeah. Well, any favorite artists? Any favorite EDM artists? Oh, man. there's. I always feel so much pressure listing artists because I'm afraid I'm going to forget somebody. But like EDM, I would say definitely Flume. I actually have a hyper reel tattoo on my, my finger. Oh, it's one wow. of my favorite songs oh, cool. by him. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if it'll show up. <laughs> um, But he he's just like sonically is just one of the most amazing sound designers ever it's insane what he can do with his music um and then zed's dead they're just been near and dear to my heart since i was a kid and like i'm blessed to have worked with them and done some of their shows and now like be distributing them at virgin i feel like they're always going to be in my life right i can't get away (laughs) from them i love them um and then overall like i love sizza and i love frank ocean oh frank ocean that's a good one yeah love frank also have a frank ocean like quote tattoo as well <laughs> what what's then, a quote <laughs> um it's a quote from channel orange uh the song is pink matter and the the oh. the tattoo is um pleasure over matter oh okay love him that's a and good then, vibe thank you and then i have to say this but best rapper alive lil wayne that's my favorite rapper <laughs> lil wayne <laughs> gotta throw love in some Weezy. hip-hop <laughs> yeah love Weezy baby he's, he's <laughs> Well, awesome, Cece. Thank you for being on the Media Industry Guru. Congratulations on being a manager, digital and brand partnerships over at Virgin. We wish you all great success. We know you're going to be a leader and a pioneer in this music business. And stay tuned for all things more with Cece. Amazing. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Media Industry Guru podcast. Stay tuned for coolest upcoming episodes they're gonna be wildfire y'all they are incredible and stay tuned for upcoming music industry professionals film professionals artists tech anything that you want to hear feel free to email at media industry guru podcast at gmail.com or if you would like to be on the podcast and give a little promo or shout out or just talk with me because You know what I'm doing on Tuesdays, listening to my own podcast, but also interviewing other guests because I love doing this. This is my passion project, but also my side hustle. So feel free to email me at mediaindustryguru.podcast at gmail.com. We'll set up a time. Listen to episodes on Tuesdays, 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 Central, 9 Eastern on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, 
Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and now iHeart and Deezer. So thank you for tuning in to the Media Industry Guru Podcast, and peace out, and we will rock and roll.